Have you thought about a career in technology sales? Apparently in tech sales, the earnings are really phenomenal. And if you have, well, you're going to enjoy this podcast. Because on this episode, I've got Joseph Fung. And Joseph's going to talk about Uvaro, which is a program designed to help people like you become supersonic tech salespeople. You're listening to the Better Presentations More Sales podcast with Trevor Lee. Tune in each week for top tips and ideas to deliver in-person and online presentations, demos, sales pitches and webinars that will help grow your sales. And now, here's your host, Trevor Lee. Hi everybody, welcome. This is Trevor Lee. This is Better Presentations More Sales podcast and this is episode 146, second episode of 2021. So I've got a great guest on the show this week, all the way from Canada, Joseph Fun. And Joseph, is, uh, he's, got this, he's a serial entrepreneur. That's the best way of describing him. His latest business is called Uvaro. And he's got this amazing tech sales training program, which is very intense and a big investment. But the outcome are just superb. So if you're really wanting to make a big leap forward in your sales career, then this is probably the podcast for you. But not only that, if you're a startup business or you're thinking of starting up a business, Joseph is on his fifth business already, and he's going to share also in the podcast some top tips, questions that you need to ask when you're trying to get your startup business going. Enjoy the show, and welcome to Joseph. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Joseph. Joseph, welcome to the show. Would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, please? Happy to, Trevor. First off, thanks for having me on the show. I'm so looking forward to our conversation. Um, for that uh, PowerPoint version background, uh, I'm an engineer by training. I'm a repeat tech entrepreneur. Uh, I'm based in Canada, and right now I run Uvaro, a tech sales training bootcamp. We help people from other industries land great sales jobs in tech. Uh, so it's a fun, fun time because everybody's looking at how they can secure their futures better right now, and uh, we're having a blast doing it. Great stuff. Now, Joseph, I do want to talk to you and get some top tips from you at some point on your experience of starting businesses, because I know there'll be people listening to this who are either thinking of starting a business or they're relatively new. But I'd really like to know more about Uvara because I'm, I've, I've, I've looked it up on your website, that sort of thing. But just tell us about that, because it looks, it looks fascinating to me. Sure. So the, the program itself uh, is pretty unique. It's a 12-week training program two hours a day, five days a week, 12 weeks. So it's pretty intense. This isn't a, hey, go for a half day webinar about sales. It's a it's pretty mm. involved commitment. Um, and we pair it with not just live workshops and classrooms, but also career coaching and introductions. We have a network of over 900 tech companies that are looking to hire sales professionals. Uh, over, over the next 10 years, the tech industry is short about a quarter million sales professionals. And so we're acting as wow. an on-ramp to that industry. and. It is amazing because we have folks from all walks of life. We have people who've been selling Harley Davidsons. We have people who've been pastors, who've worked in oil and gas. They've been teachers. Maybe they've been selling advertising. And they're saying, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm getting left behind by all of this incredible growth in tech, and I want to be part of it. And we get to help people at these really exciting points in their journey. Uh, it's really very energizing. So I... In a sense, then, I, well, are you actually, you know, so let's say I'm thinking I want a job in tech sales. So I, mm -hmm. I sign up for your program and you're basically getting me set up, ready to acquire that job. Is that what we're talking about here? 
Yeah, pretty much. So we go through all of the fundamentals of selling in tech because there's some language, some best practices. There's definitely some tricks of the trade in the way technology gets sold. Uh, we cover things like interview preparation, you know, your resume, your LinkedIn profile, making sure that you know, you're putting your best foot forward during that interview process. Uh, and we mine sales jobs across the internet. Uh, and so we'll help recommend specific jobs that fit your experience, your background, your profile. Uh, so for example, uh, the, uh, the individual I mentioned who was previously a, a pastor, uh, he really valued helping people not just live a fulfilled life, but be very deliberate, very thoughtful, and very considered. And we ended up pairing him with a, a rapidly growing security company. And now he's helping not just that security software company, but he's actually working with individuals, businesses, ensure that their business is safer and secure. And so that alignment of values is a lot of what we help with. It's not just about browsing a job site. Uh, it's about really finding a fulfilling direction. And, uh, you know, two hours a day. So that's two hours live every day for 12 weeks, did you say? That's right, yes. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm doing another job at this uh, right now, then I've got to kind of make sure I work that, especially if it's live, presumably, I've got to kind of work that around me as well. It is. It's a big commitment. But uh, we run classes uh, at three different times a day. Okay. Uh, and so we have... Uh, some students who aren't working, and so they'll grab the midday class. Uh, we have classes in the evening, also classes early on. Our earliest class uh, starts at 9 a.m. my time, but folks in different time zones yeah, will often be picking it up. Yeah. Yeah. One of our grads who we, we hired, um, he was joining the classes at 6 a.m. So he'd, he'd do the class instead of hitting the gym, and, and then he have a full day of work. And uh, he, he called it his superpower because he had a productive day even before he got to work. It was amazing. So what was the seminal, I mean, is this, is this fairly unique, this, this concept, Joseph? What was the seminal moment when you thought, hey, there's, a, there's an opportunity here to help people get, this, get their tech jobs? Mm -hmm. So uh, it is fairly unique. There's a, a number of uh, companies that offer something similar in uh, software development and engineering. And I think that comes from, you know, a lot of the thinking people say, hey, I want a job in tech, so I, I should learn to code. So there's a lot of coding boot camps out there. The interesting thing, though, is most large tech companies only spend you know, 15, 16, 18% of their budget on their R&D activities, but they'll spend 25, 30% on their sales and marketing. So if you want to get into a tech company, there's way more opportunities in the sales and marketing function. And it's interesting that there just isn't the same type of training bootcamp ecosystem on the sales mm. side of things. Yeah. Mm. The, the insight for us, though, uh, really came from our own work. I, every time I've built a company, and I've, I've done it a few times, building the sales and marketing function was really painful. And with this latest venture, we actually started by building sales software. We were great success. We were working with sales trainers. We powered over 6,000 sales playbooks in North America, really great success. But every customer, every company we worked with struggled to bring on effective salespeople. And we we're already doing a lot of networking, helping our trainers introduce people and helping our clients in different ways. And we said, hey, you know, we actually, we really need to solve this systematically. Um, we ran the first uh, pilot uh, a little over a year ago, you know, back in uh, 2019, and it took off just like wildfire. And it's become the entire focus of the business. Uh, so wow. we give our software away for free now. We focus on the training and uh, are delivering such incredible uh, careers for folks. It's so much fun. 
Now, uh, from the research I've done, uh, I think you've got a relatively unique uh, model for the way people, um, you know, reward you for the success that you deliver for the course. So would you like to just explain how that works? Totally. Uh, like most training programs, we charge tuition uh, and we, uh, we charge a very modest tuition for the outcome that people have, uh, but we want to make it as accessible as possible. Uh, so for folks who, who maybe don't have the opportunity or the, the flexibility to cover a lump sum payment, we offer an income share agreement. So once they graduate from the program and land a full-time job, then they pay for the tuition over 24 months. So we actually bake financing uh, and the payment plan right into the program, um, which means over 90% of our students, they aren't actually paying any upfront fees until they land a job. Wow. Uh, and on average, they're seeing a doubling of their income. And Good. so it, it, it keeps our incentives aligned to theirs. And you know, at the end of the day, it's just a much, much better model for education. Well, it sounds like a great model, both for yourselves as, as well as, so do you have a recruitment process, Joseph, or can anybody join the course? How does that work? So anybody can apply uh, and we have folks applying from all over the world. Uh, we've had students enroll as far as South Korea, um, but there is a, uh, an intake process that includes uh, some automated testing. It includes uh, an interview uh, because we, we can't accept everyone who applies. We get over a thousand applications a month. Um, we spend a lot of time making sure that people understand the time commitment, the effort involved, but also what a career in tech looks like. Because uh, a lot of people have aspirations and they have ideas, but we also want to make sure that we're really candid about it so that we're delivering what we say we can uh, and that they're getting what they hope to get. So does the, does the course sort of restart every 12 weeks? Is that how it works? Or No, we start a new cohort every month. Uh, so every at month, any okay. given time, we have multiple classes going. Um, so you have the opportunity to interact with uh, students who are just a couple of weeks ahead of you. Uh, right. and that's been incredible because it gives you a chance to see not just what that final outcome is, uh, but where you're going to be in just a few weeks. Uh, and so it's a very, very motivating process. And do you find that once, uh, once people have been on the course and they've got their job, do they, do they, con do they stay in touch? Do you, do you encourage them as a group to stay together and keep sharing ideas and things like that? I mean, do you, or, or is it 12 weeks and then you, you don't sort of see them anymore? Oh no, it's the start of a, of a lifelong relationship. Um, in a couple of ways. We have some formal structures. We'll bring them back in as guest speakers. We've got some formal networking. Wow. Um, we organize a lot of events. Uh, we have a very, very active Slack community and, and everybody gets to keep access to that. Uh, and that's where they're doing things like sharing uh, jobs, tips, tricks, getting feedback on their pitches, networking, even, even buying from each other. It's been really cool to see. <laughs> so this, the things we do, the part that's so cool though is seeing them organize their own meetups. Uh, we had a group uh, just before the holidays uh, because folks are working from home. Mm. And I mean, everybody was, was told that they, they weren't able to get together with families. And so we actually had a group of students who organized a cold calling session on Christmas Eve because <laughs> they wanted to get together. And it's incredible like that organic get together. I mean, Wow, huge, huge kudos to them. Uh, I think if we tried to do something deliberately, it would never would have happened, but uh, they actually pulled it together themselves. So uh, it's, it's been really a delight seeing that community evolve. And I was, I was going to say, I can imagine that one of the great rewards for yourself and your colleagues is seeing people who go through your program and then just take off. And, you know, Incredibly. And, and uh, you know, and, and, and are so 
sort of transformed almost by the, you know. So a, a, a good example of that. We had uh, one of our, our students, uh, she was a newcomer to Canada. Uh, she'd been in the country for a couple of months, was having a lot of trouble finding a role. And she was super accomplished. She was not only uh, a licensed professional in the Philippines working on foreign exchange trading, but on the side, she was a power lifter. She competed internationally in heavy lifting. And she comes to North America. And every time she'd interview with people, because she didn't have local experience or experience in tech, people would recommend things like a, a job at a fast food restaurant or housekeeping or something like that. It was just terrible. <laughs> she, she enrolled in our program. And before she even graduated, week 10, landed her wall at this amazing software company. Uh, and within a couple of weeks, was offered a promotion. And just seeing her wow. flourish. And the reality is all we did was we opened some doors. We shared some information. It was her tenacity and her drive that helped her realize that potential. And, and that's so awesome. We get to see people really bloom. And do you, do you find, Joseph, do you, get, do you get career salespeople coming on the program as well who, who have got to reach the point where they're not progressing and they, they want to move into the, the tech world and they just think, you know, I mean, is, is, are, they, are they coming along as well? Yeah, it's a little bit less. I wouldn't say it's not progressing. Usually there's been a disruptive effect. Uh, right. So absolutely, yes. Uh, we've had folks who've been selling advertising, who've been selling media, uh, who've been selling publishing. Um, and we do get a lot of folks who maybe their company is downsizing or, or they're just reading the tea leaves and saying, this, this is not where I want to be for the next 10 years. And they're looking to, to get into tech. And usually it, it gets to the point where they've already applied to a number of companies. And they just haven't received the interviews. They haven't received the callbacks. So they did the interviews and they haven't proceeded. And they've recognized there's something interfering with their ability to move forward. And that's usually where, where we can really, really help out. Because we're opening new doors. We're giving them the, the language, the acumen. When you're coming from a different industry, there's different assumptions about how the world works. And depending on the interview, that can sometimes work against you. And so we, we help set you up for success. Cool. Now, anybody listening to this podcast Joseph thinking hey I need to know more about this I you know I'm keen to get involved so how do they how do they go about sort of making their application to you oh for sure uh the easiest way is right on our website there's a big red apply now button in the top right corner <laughs> oh um, I can which, see it now I've got your website on my other screen there we go I can see it but they, they can find that at uvaro uvaro.com uh but yeah, we're, we're always, always happy to have a conversation and to, to help, people, help people realize their potential. Great stuff. Well, I'll put all that in the show notes anyway. Now, let's talk, let's, uh, let's, let, well, I've got you on the show. Let's tap into mm -hmm. some more of your experience for our listeners. So uh, you've, you've set up several businesses, you've uh, mm -hmm. you know, sold them on and things like that. So if you were, if you were giving advice now, uh, which I'm going to ask you to do right now, actually, so it is now, <laughs> to someone listening to this who's either thinking of setting up a new business or is actually you know, in the early days of a new business, are there, are there any top things that you've learned you can pass on to them, help them oh, succeed? Absolutely. Um, it's always so hard to cherry pick because uh, there's, there's so many things that kind of sit in the back of the head, but one that I think has helped me out and I've used in multiple businesses is a very simple customer development framework. I mean, at the end of the day, you start a business because you want to solve a problem. You see it yourself, you want to fix it, you want to drive it, but that's your view of the problem. Ultimately, you need to make sure customers are willing to pay for that solution as well. Uh, and so I've used a three question framework uh, repeatedly that's been really helpful. Um, I'll find 
a, a list of potential customers. And I've looked up when selling to small businesses, I went through the yellow pages. When selling to software companies, I went to software associations, but you get a list of uh, you know, 20, 30 customers. And then you, you ask them if you can have a quick conversation with them. And during that conversation, you go over three key questions. The first one uh, is, do I have the right understanding of the problem? To say, hey, you know, I, I think you're experiencing this. I think you see this problem. This is how I understand it. Do I have the right understanding? And either they're going to say yes, so they'll help clarify your understanding. Um, the second thing is you say, hey, this is, this is my solution. You know, this is what I'm hoping to solve. Maybe if I'm selling software, this is a, an image, a mock-up of it. If I've got a widget, it's like here's a, a prototype of the device. Or, or maybe I'm just describing it conceptually. The second question is, do I have the right understanding of the solution? And they're gonna come back and they'll say, absolutely, I want that. Or they'll say, oh, you know, I, I would have done it this way, or I, I would have done it that way. And that helps you make sure you have the right solution. And the third question that's super, super important is, if I had this to sell you right now, how much would you pay for it? And that's going to tell you both, how do they think about the pricing? Do they say, oh, uh, you know, $100 per employee per month? Oh, they're thinking subscription. Or do they think $10,000? Oh, okay, it's a one-time purchase. And more importantly, that gives you the bottom for where you need to price because you're always going to be wrong about pricing and people say $1 and the reality is when you have the real solution, there's always the opportunity to charge more. So doing that, you interview, by the time you get to six, seven people, you're going to see some patterns and guarantee you there will be things in your original business idea that you were wrong about. And this shortcuts so much of the development cycle. I love that question about the price in particular because my experience here in the UK of working with some startup businesses is that they, they tend to underprice themselves because they think no one's ever going to pay that, you know, because they're thinking they, you know, they would be the customer. And of course they're not the customer. So that's a really cracking question. I think. A hundred percent. And I've seen people get it completely wrong too. They, they think they're going to price their product on a, on a per user or like a per page or a per click uh, or a, a per widget and the customer wants to pay in an entirely different way because maybe they see much more value or they're thinking about it as, Oh wow, this could save me two employees. You know, that, that, mm. that that's worth, you know, that's worth 50,000 pounds together. And understanding that value is so, so crucial. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you've started, you've started quite a few businesses, I think, haven't you? Mm -hmm. So this would be business number five. Number five. Okay. Yeah. Great stuff. Great stuff. Um, so Joseph, this is, this is all, this is all really great stuff. So thank, I really appreciate you coming on the, on the podcast. Now, um, what I tend to do is I, I, I always try and extract from my guests cause this is the, you know, better presentations, more sales. So, uh, mm -hmm. so in terms of the way you've seen people do presentations that will help them get sales, the way you, you know, you see people do sales pitches. Are there any couple of things that stand out for you that you would, you know, you think people ought to do, ought to do well at or do better at maybe? Uh, I know you've covered a lot of this stuff on your podcast from your experts. So I'm, I'm probably uh, treading tired ground here already. No, not at all. Um, There's always a different angle on everything. So, and it's always great to hear stuff. So <laughs> one of the big things we push all of our students to do, we push all of our, our partners to do uh, is to record yourself more you know, on video, right. practicing it because we're selling online so much more now that the habits we built around pacing, around gestures, around body language, 
so many of them are irrelevant now. I mean, if you want to use hand gestures and you're on a web call, you have this tiny little box of space to use your hands. Yeah. And if you saw me doing this in real life, you'd be like, Joseph, why are your elbows tucked in? You're like a little Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rex. It's just terrible. It's all unnatural. So recording yourself on video while you move around, while you use your space is so crucial when you're working from home and you're selling remotely. And it's terrible. We all hate looking at videos of ourselves and hearing <laughs> our voices recorded. Uh, but the, the agony is worth it because you'll build new habits and new patterns and your presentations and your pitches will be way better for it. It's really interesting that because I do bang on, as you quite rightly say, sometimes in these podcasts about, about the way business has an attitude to practice compared with, say, sport. You know, I'm involved in a lot of sport and, uh, you know, practice is a mainstream thing. You know, professional sports people spend most of their life practicing rather than actually, you know, delivering for real. So, but in business, we tend to think, oh, we don't need to practice that. We just dive in, get on with it. And then we wonder why it didn't work. A hundred percent. I'll give you, I'll give you one more bonus tip too, uh, because this is one we share in our course and every student who comes in looks at us skeptically when we share this. <laughs> it, it's really funny. We, we say, make a checklist. Every process you have, if you're starting a sales pitch on zoom, have a checklist for how you lay out your computer, your mic, your audio. If you're selling widgets and you're visiting a farm, a checklist for what you have in your bag before you go out. Everyone thinks they get to the point of being an expert, but they can keep it all in their head. Mm. But you put it into a checklist to eliminate risk and to stop worrying about it. And you know what? If surgeons use checklists in the operating room, astronauts use checklists when they're on an EVA, pilots use checklists before they take off. If those professions can use a checklist as sales professionals, it's okay for us too. Yeah, very good point. I've got my checklist here in front of me that you can't see, but I can for this podcast. So <laughs> make sure there you I, go. You, I you've already mastered the, this one. <laughs> I cover all the key points, and, the, and the, I haven't written out all the questions in full, but um, I've just got a you know key points that I want to make sure I understand about you. Yep, yeah, absolutely. How do you? What's the reaction then? How do you persuade people that the checklist idea is a good one? Well, the, the first one uh, during our classes, one of the things we do is we pull up some checklists really early on. Like here, here's a bunch of stuff you need to do. And everyone gets very daunted. Like, oh crap, that's a lot for me to memorize. <laughs> and then we say, do what you'd like, you know, print it out, stick it on your wall. And you can see everybody They're like, I'm not going to do that. I'm better than that. And then we'll actually hold it up and we'll say, Hey, look, here's the copy I've got. And that's when it starts to sink in. And then over the course of the 12 weeks, we practice them We say, Hey, you know, are you using your checklist? Are you finding? And then we nail them on the details because we gave them the checklist right at the beginning. And so if they, they miss up those details, then we know that they're not internalizing that point. So get the practice, get the great questions organized. Another big thing that people aren't very good at in my experience and get the checklist. So final thing I just want to, I just want to ask you is you've, you've clearly worked with a lot of salespeople. Um, you know, sales has changed considerably in the last 12 months with all the, well, the last nine months, really with virtual selling becoming a big part of our lives now, rather than getting used to, you know, face to face and all that sort of stuff. So, if you were looking now, Joseph, yourself to take on a couple of salespeople for your organization, what would be the key attributes that you would be looking for? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's a great question because we are, we are hiring. I mean, we're, we're always hiring. So uh, we're actively looking for these. Uh, there's two big things that we're looking for. Number one is the ability to ask great questions. You hit the nail on the head there. Really good discovery questions and not, not just a lot of questions, but well thought out questions. 
is a really big one. Um, the second thing that we look for is an aptitude to tell stories because storytelling, I don't mean rambling ones and no. you know, I don't mean, hey, here's more about me, but how do you talk about customers in succinct, compelling ways uh, is also something we specifically look for. Great stuff. Fantastic. Joseph, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast at the start of 2021. So really pleased, you know, it's a great, it's a great, this will be a great episode to get things moving for, for the new year ahead of us. Um, now, uh, we've already talked about how people can apply for the program, but if they want to know anything more about you or uh, connect with you on LinkedIn, maybe, or anything like that, how do they, uh, how do they find you? Absolutely. You can hit me up on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'm pretty accessible. I'm usually at Joseph Fung, J-O-S-E-P-H-F-U-N-G on all the socials uh, and always happy to connect. So please do reach out. Uh, it would always be fun to chat. Cool. Great stuff. Well, I'll put all the links in the show notes for this episode as well so people can find them then. Um, but Joseph, yeah, great stuff. Really, really enjoyed the show with you today. So the best of luck for uh, 2021. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure there are lots of people listening to this now who are hopefully thinking, yes, I need to get on that program and change my sales career potentially. Yeah. Great stuff. Likewise, Trevor. Thanks so much for having me on and uh, hope you and your listeners have a fantastic 2021 as well. Thank you very much. Well, I hope you enjoyed that with Joseph, everybody. I mean, what a, it's just great, isn't it? I mean, that program is really in, intensive, isn't it? And it just shows you, doesn't it, that, you know, if you're really going to commit to a training program, then you, that is the exact thing you have to do. Commit two hours a day. It's for 12 weeks. It's a big investment financially. But, you know, sometimes I don't think we, we do that enough, do we? We don't, tr we don't invest enough in ourselves. So, so what are you going to invest in yourself or what are you going to invest in your company this year, your people in terms of their development? Well, if it's anything to do with sales or anything to do with presenting, then of course I would be keen to have a conversation with you. I've changed pretty much everything I offer in terms of training and coaching programs so we can do it all virtually. We can do it in short sessions. It's great value. It's all done on Zoom. You get a Zoom recording as well if you wish. So if you'd like to know more about that, then, you know, get in touch with me, podcast at trevorleemedia.co.uk or go to my website, Trevor Lee Media. All the stuff is on the website. You can book yourself a 20-minute, 15, 20-minute Zoom call with me to talk about what you want to try and achieve, what needs you have, and then we can decide if we're a good fit because I think that's a really important thing when you're working with someone on coaching or training. There has to be a good fit between you. And that's why we do the no obligation Zoom call because I can get a feel for you and you can get a feel for me. And if it doesn't really gel for either of us, then we probably call a halt at that point. All right, well, listen, thanks very much for listening. Don't forget, if you've enjoyed the podcast, do leave a review. It's easy to do on your podcast app. You know, just find the show and then scroll down a little bit and you'll see the, the box to put the review in. That would be tremendous. That always makes it worthwhile continuing to do the show and everything that goes with it. So thank you very much for listening. See you next week.